relax, believe in yourself. He launched the company back in 2015, or sorry, yeah, 2015, raised capital around the same time as they've scaled. Again, focused on helping you uh, jump in, analyze the data, especially on the sales side of things. They've got multiple different business models. We talked mainly today about the Pure Play SaaS one, which has super healthy economics. They're serving over 130 logos, over 80,000 seats at 35 bucks a seat. That, just that stream north of 2.8 million a month, growing over 40% year over year, less than 10% logo churn annually with their team of 24 folks out there in Minneapolis. This is the Top Entrepreneurs Podcast, where founders share how they started their companies and got filthy rich or crash and burn. Each episode features revenue numbers, customer counts, and other insider information that creates business news headlines. We went from a couple hundred thousand dollars to 2.7 million. I had no money when I started the company. It was $160 million, which is the size of many IPOs. We're bootstrapped. We have like 22,000 customers. With over 5 million downloads in a very short amount of time, major outlets like Inc. are calling us the fastest growing business show on iTunes. I'm your host, Nathan Latka, and here's today's episode. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Oren Broberg, and he's a serial entrepreneur passionate about applying technology to helping salespeople be more successful and engaged with their customers. His current role leading Modus, a B2B sales enablement technology, uh, builds on his professional history in sales leadership, learning, and recruiting software. He describes himself as collaborative, focused, and driven. Oren, are you ready to take us to the top? Of course. All right. So, Quickly, uh, distinction is go is Modus your baby? You're the founder, or you are brought in as the CEO? I'm a co-founder. Okay, good. You're co-founder. When did the company launch? Well, the company launched officially in July of 2013. Although the product, our core product, App Data Room, started within a, a media production house uh, a couple years before that. Interesting. Okay, so I want to quickly understand what the company does and what your revenue model is. Why don't we start there? Well, we're a B2B uh, sales software enablement company. Uh, we are a, a subscription-based, so you could say it's a horizontal app uh, from the pricing standpoint. We have professional services that we um, add to the product to uh, make it more um, configurable for our larger enterprise clients. So if you've been to our website, you know that we work with large global manufacturers, and everybody has sort of their unique little twist on how they want to uh, executes their sales enablement strategy. Yep. So just to be clear, can we think of this almost like a big storage container for all the PowerPoints and all the sales material, whether whatever the location is, the places, whatever, whoever the sales rep is, and they can essentially quickly search this data room you set up for them for the sales piece of material they need on the spot in the moment. Yeah, that, that's, that's accurate. That's sort of a, you know, we call it the table stakes for companies like ours in this space. Um, that would be like a level one type of application for our, our platform. Um, there's other levels that take, make it more interactive. We integrate the real power is when we integrate with existing uh, systems. So we're really part of a marketing technology stack. So we sell to marketing people, marketing professionals. And so when it, by integrating with CRM and marketing automation, uh, you really get the value of the interaction with our platform and customer engagement. Um, and be able to enact nurturing and campaigns and that kind of thing around 
uh, what happens with our platform. So generally speaking, without going on every customer cohort, I mean, what are people paying you on average per month? Are we talking, you know, a dollar, a thousand, a million, a hundred thousand? What is it in general? <clears throat> well, per user, I mean, typically anywhere between 35 and $50 per head per month. Got it. Got and it. That's the basic. Yeah. So it's a per seat model. Yeah. And then we, we add on top of that for different value added services. Okay. Now you're in Minneapolis. Have you bootstrapped the company? Did I do what? Have you bootstrapped or raised? Oh, we, we bootstrapped for the first three years and then we had a raise in 2016. Oren, you went to the dark side. What happened? <laughs> I wanted to grow faster, man. I mean, it's all about growth, right? How much did and you raise? Scalable model is pedal to the metal. How much did you raise? Um, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it was just, it was a simple series A. It was like mid single digits. Okay. Why do you, why do you not share that? Oh, we're privately held. Okay. But I think, I mean, though, let me see here. I think my research team looked this up actually online. Um, yep. okay. But low, so, sorry, I, I don't have it right in front of me at the moment, but it was, you said low single digits and millions. No, mid single digits. Mid single digits and millions. Okay. And you said it was about accelerating growth. Where did you know you could spend that money to accelerate growth? Well, I mean, when did I know? I mean, it was, it was pretty early on. It's, it, it's sales. It's sales and marketing. Uh, yeah, but we, what does that mean, Oren? Are these salespeople? Is there a channel you're going to plow the money into? Yeah, salespeople. Okay. Uh, outbound and inbound. So we execute, you know, inbound uh, marketing, of course. Uh, with uh, content, social, SEO, pay-per-click, all that jazz, generating leads. Uh, we do that. Uh, we also have outbound. So we have a, a pretty, um, I would say, complete and effective uh, sales automation tech stack. And we've been adding salespeople and, and growing it that way. And where, so tell me now the team breakdown. How many team, how many team members are you at right now and what percent of those are sales folks? <clears throat> we have 24 team members, including uh, a rep in uh, Copenhagen. Okay. We have a, a group of clients over there. And uh, currently we have eight sales team members. Okay. And is, is, so besides Copenhagen, is everyone based there in Minneapolis? Everyone's in Minneapolis. Yeah. That's great. So what, what I mean, uh, first off, I love kind of SaaS companies that are not based in the Valley or New York. So what are you finding are the advantages you've got being in Minneapolis? A lot of clear-headed people that are grounded in reality. What, what do you want me to say? No, I, I love the people in California. Uh, yeah, we, we've got a, a real hardworking, good work ethic, smart programmers here. We have no problems at all. Uh, our office is, uh, you know, for in terms of hiring and finding good tech talent, uh, both uh, back-end and front-end app developers, uh, we're right next to the University of Minnesota. Our office is right here. So we're on the light rail and we, uh, we bring them over, um, you know, as interns and, uh, they get to try us before they, they work here and we get to, to do that. Yeah. It's, uh, a fun place to work. And what have you scaled to today? So you've launched again, launched 2015, two years in, what have you scaled to in, in terms of total customers using you guys? We got about 180, uh, existing customers. Okay. Uh, and it's probably pretty evenly split between SMB and enterprise. Yep. Um, yeah, we've got, uh, I got some numbers for you, like 9.4 uh, content interactions, uh, 9.4 million content interactions in 2017, uh, 18,000 leads captured with our app uh, last year. Internally, about 270,000 Slack messages and about 80,000 overall registered users of our app worldwide. So we're in 
about 95 countries and our app is in 25 different languages. That's great. And give me the total seats across those 180 customers. Are we talking thousands or high hundreds? Total seats? Well, yeah. yeah 80,000 80, registered users. Oh, the, okay. But I just want to make the distinction though. I don't know if you have a freemium plan or not. Are those 80,000 all seats all part of the 180 logos or businesses using you? Yes. Oh, got it. Okay. Wow. So, okay. So you're selling, you're selling then big kind of seat packages. Yeah. We're selling enterprise deals. Like Caterpillar is our largest client. Yep. Yep. You know, they've got lots of folks using it. Yeah. I mean, just, just doing the math. I mean, you on average, your average deal with 180 logos and 80,000 total seats. I mean, your average deal, you're between 400 and 500 seats a pop. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty, I mean, that's pretty significant. That's a good, so, I mean, you're really in the fortune, you know, 500 really is your target, your target folks. Yep. yep. Yes, sir. That's great. Now, if I take that seat price, the minimum of 35 times the 80,000, I mean, you guys are north of 2.8 million a month right now. Is that accurate math? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or what you said, oh, yeah, not just, yeah. Are you way north of 2.8? Yeah. Why are you way north? Do you have other revenue streams? Yeah. Professional services? Yeah. We have, yeah, we have professional services. Also, we have, as, as, we have three products. We have our core product, AppDataRoom, which I've told you about. Uh, and then we've modified it for trade shows. Okay. And it's called lead capture. The 18,000 leads last year, right? Yeah. <clears throat> and with those kinds of customers, imagine like the average uh, value of a lead for somebody like uh, a Caterpillar or a, a big med device company. Is this like an like, app they're using at events to scan badges or something? Yeah. Just taking a camera on your phone and turning it into a badge scanner and pre-populate a contact form as a part of you know, using our app and integrate that with marketing automation, you could be nurturing leads while the show is still going on. Yep. There's now, Orrin, now, Orrin, here, here, here's, a, here's a tricky question. So you raised five, or you raised, you said mid single digits in the millions to accelerate growth. What are you growing at year over year about? Are you doubling year over year or is it a little less? We're not doubling. I would say rules of 40s. Yes. Yeah. And, and what, tell me about, break down the rule of 40 for me. Well, we're, we're north of 40% growth and we're basically break even EBITDA. That's great. So over the past 12 months, you've grown, you've grown above 40% year over year. Yes, sir. That's, that's wonderful. So walk me through some of the other kind of key components of a SaaS company. Tell me about your churn and how you manage that. Our churn is very low. Uh, it's less than 10% logo churn versus our revenue net, you know, negative net revenue churn. So is how that, we manage it? Is that, is that, a, is that annual or monthly? Annual. Okay. Yeah. I mean, they, people like us. We, we've got clients that want to come work for us and have. Um, part of being in the Midwest, I guess, right? <clears throat> no, we have a, uh, a customer success team that uh, is very involved with our clients. So um, we're, we're always there and we're talking to them. We, our net promoter score is pretty good, uh, north of 75. Um, yeah, clients like us. Yep. Now, if you, if you, you give me your net I, and I may have, I think you may have cut out your gross churn annually on a revenue basis. You said it was 10%. Our logo churn on an annualized basis is less than 10%. Less than 10%. Okay. Now, do you, do you break that down into revenue churn as well? Or no, you just look at logo churn. Oh yeah. I was saying we have a net, a negative net revenue churn, obviously, because we're growing. Yeah, so that's what I was trying to figure out is if I can, if, if we can understand gross revenue churn, we then understand the job you're doing at driving expansion revenue to make up the churn plus drive additional growth. That's what I was trying to get at. Oh yeah, absolutely. 
So, so where are you getting the expansion revenue from? Is it coming from upselling additional products, more seats, more usage? What is it? All of that. Yeah, we're adding products. We're adding capabilities. Uh, we're expanding within the large enterprise accounts. Uh, as you can imagine, there's, there's lots of lots of opportunities to expand. From a lifetime value perspective, what are one of these guys worth to you? You think at, at least at a minimum? A lifetime value is north of one hundred twenty thousand dollars. And and take me into your brain for a second. How do you get to that number? <laughs> well. The formula you use to, you know, to put together lifetime values, it's based upon, you know, churn, gross margin, that kind of thing. Is that what you mean? Yeah. So teach us how you do that. You, you take your, you take your, your monthly ARPU multiplied by the number of months they stay with you multiplied by your gross margin. Uh, the same way everybody does it. Okay. Well, yeah. that's, it's not the same way, actually. A lot of, some people will try and get aggressive and they won't include their gross margin or oh, have to gross margins. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta do that. Yeah. So right now, I assume you guys are in the general kind of 85 to 90% range there, right? Yep. Yep. Interesting. So lifetime value north of 120 grand. And then what are you spending to acquire these customers? Well, that's where we're trying. Well, obviously we're, we're trying to you know, raise our CAC ratio like everybody else. And so, you know, I feel a little uncomfortable giving you all the details on our, our, our cost of client acquisition, you know, um, publicly, but, uh, it's, it's, an, it's around industry averages. I hate, I hate to, punt on that question, but that's all we get into a little confidential stuff. Yeah, that's okay. Let me ask it differently, just to understand how you manage money. So what do you, how quickly do you like to recover your capital once you put it out? What's your payback period on these new accounts? Or is there a number you like to optimize for? Less than 12 months. Less than 12. Okay, great. And and you're hitting that or that's your goal? We're hitting that. Okay, good. It took us a while to get there though. Why? It took us a while to get there, of course, when you're expanding sales and marketing. I'm going to get to your profitability is going to take a dip for a while. And it's going to take about 12 months to recover. Yep. Now, if your average deal size is a 400 seats at 35 bucks a pop, right? That's like 14 grand a month or 168 a year. So if your payback's less than 12 months, you're spending less than 160 grand to acquire these customers. That's fair to say, right? Okay. And, and walk me through, I mean, are you doing any direct paid stuff or is it really you just let your inside sales team close deals come into you naturally for through organic channels? It's a real blend. Um, we have inside, outside salespeople. So if you're wondering where our leads come from, most of our leads come from uh, going to trade shows and making appointments ahead of time and walking the floors. Mm-hmm. We are getting good inbound leads, uh, but that's not enough to, to grow. Yep. And then, and then help me understand, with less than 10% logo churn and your gross margin and everything that's just shared with me, 120 grand especially when first year revenue on a 400 seat deal could be 160 grand, 120 grand in LTV seems really, really low. Am I missing something math wise there? Mm-hmm. Let me see if I can explain this. Um, I can't really explain that right now off the top of my head. Let's move on to the next one. Okay. Is that because you, is that because it's something you don't want to talk about or it's just because it's too complex to talk about in a simple way? Actually, I haven't thought it through that way, to be honest with you. Because I just think if you're running the equation, like you said you were, which is just, you know, your churn times your margin times your ACV, right? I mean, your LTV mm-hmm. would actually be much higher than 120. You'd be in the, I mean, you'd be in the five, half a million dollar plus mark. Yeah. And then, yeah, you're right. Okay. I just want to make sure. Cause I, I make, 
in my mind, I'm mixing old data and newer data. Ah, so, I see. End. And so to answer your question directly is I have not pulled it all together the way you're looking at it. Uh, but we do, we know our, I can say safely that our, our lifetime value um, is north of 120K. I see what you're saying. And also say that our, um, well, you know, anyway, we're, the other ratios are good too. So we're trending positive. We can always get better. Um, and we're trying to increase our average deal size. We're also looking at, you know, executing our strategy a little cleaner and more scalable. Yep. And we're looking at also introducing a new product that's going to have a new kind of buying model. Mm-hmm. We depend upon direct sales. Interesting. Now, when did you raise that last round of funding? How many years ago was that? You said 2015? Uh, 16. August of 16. So we're past a year mark from what you've done that. So Oren, right now you're either raising capital or you're selling. Which one is it? Well, well we're going to raise more capital this year. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, like, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, you certainly have the room, right? If you're doing north of two, eight a month, you're north of easily north of 35 annually. And uh, you can obviously afford to raise capital on that and not get diluted in a, in a crazy way. Now, will you have to go outside of Minneapolis to do that? You think or no? Well, you know, Sopus Capital's out of New York, and they're they're great to work with. And what was flexible. it again? Sopus. Sopris. Sopris. Okay, Sopris Capital. That was the Series A. Very good. All right, let's wrap up here, Oren, with the famous five. Number one, what's the last business book you read? Uh, sales Velocity Formula, Mark Roberge. Sales Velocity Formula. He and he was from Salesforce, right? I mean, sorry, uh, HubSpot. HubSpot. He's a HubSpot guy. Yeah, HubSpot. Number two, is there a CEO you love getting dinner or lunch or breakfast with there in Minneapolis? Oh, here in Minneapolis? Yeah, probably Doug Baker. With which company? Ecolab. Ecolab. Okay, number three, what's your favorite online tool for growing the business? Well, Slack we use. We rely upon Slack incredibly. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Between six and a half and seven. That's pretty good. And what's your situation? Married, single, you have kids? Single. Single? Yes, I kids. How many kids? Are you empty nester or no? Yes. Oh, that's good. Okay, so you get plenty of sleep. And, and how old are you, Oren? <laughs> I would say I'm north of sixty. Fifty-five. <laughs> most people would say I'm un. Most people would. Most, most most people would say I'm under. X age, not I'm north of X age. And you ask why I care. The reason is simple. A lot of people think once you're older than 28, you can't start a company. So you're more inspiring uh, if you're not, you know, under under 30. I run into that attitude for millennials all the time. And it's like, I don't have time for that attitude. Which attitude? Yeah, it's like, okay, you're too old to be relevant. I know, it's a sad thing. I mean, that's why, but you just ask, why do I care? That's yeah. why I care. It's possible. It's easily doable. And frankly, you have more wisdom than folks younger than you. So you should have more success. Yeah, I try to make new mistakes, not repeat old ones. That's good. Right? Or, or in last question, what do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? I would have told myself to relax and believe in yourself. Guys, there you have it from, uh, from Oren. Relax, believe in yourself. He launched the company back in 2015, or sorry, yeah, 2015, raised capital around the same time as they've scaled. Again, focused on helping you uh, jump in, analyze the data, especially on the sales side of things. They've got multiple different business models. We talked mainly today about the Pure Play SaaS one, which has super healthy economics. They're serving over 130 logos, over 80,000 seats at 35 bucks a seat. That, just that stream north of 2.8 million a month. 
month, growing over 40% year over year, less than 10% logo churn annually with their team of 24 folks out there in Minneapolis. Oren, thank you for taking us to the top. Thank you.